Welcome to the Get With It podcast. I will be your host, Elizabeth. This podcast will focus on the decline of women in technology and how our grassroots organization works with the community to foster relationships and reducing the gap of women in tech. We will be talking with both men and women on how to continue to move the needle forward on those relationships. For more information, please check us out at getwitit.org. Welcome to another edition of the Get What It podcast. I am super stoked to talk to this particular individual. I'm so excited to talk to you because I'm fascinated. So I'm totally going to fuck up your last name. I'm just going to tell you that right now. But I just know it's Laura. Shaq. 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 Like the basketball player. Like Shaq. Like Shaq. Okay. It is people. It is not spelled like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a weird one. <laughs> it is definitely not spelled like that. So, um, Laura, I am so fascinated, but we first have to start like how you got into IT and what got you on this. But um, I, this is going to be fascinating to me because pretty much you take technology and you create ultimate tattoos for people. Is that correct? So it's actually a platform to connect um, tattoo artists and clients. I know, but that, but you can pick the ultimate tattoos then, correct? The For your artist? artist? The ultimate artist. So it's something that's never been done before where the data has never been aggregated and put into an intelligent advanced search to where you're not having to go to point A, point B, point C in order to compile every you know data point you need to figure out who is your best ultimate best tattoo artist so if you find like the best tattoo you want to have we're totally off we're off the guardrails already my god <laughs> so if you find like if i find this all like this tattoo i gotta have yeah but how do i so your platform which you're going to tell us about tells me who's the ultimate artist to do that exactly exactly so there's a couple things that people think about right when they're getting a tattoo Obviously, location. I'm not, you know, traveling cross country. Um, uh, price, of course. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would love to have a million dollars budget. You know, I would be a lot more tattooed or so. I wouldn't have to work them. <laughs> no. Um, but then, you know, if you're really into tattooing, you know that there are different, like, styles or specializations that these tattoo artists have. It's the exact same as, like, if you walk into a museum and there's um, modern art and there's, like, impressionist those are very different. <laughs> those right. don't typically cross over, do they? You know, so um, if you know what you want and you know it falls under one of those categories, and if you, if you do a little research, it'll be easy to see, um, you know you should be going to an artist that does that and does it well, right? Um, and also for the artist side, right, I get a lot of feedback from the artist saying, listen, you know, people, please do your research. You know, people are coming to me asking me for exactly the opposite of what I'm good at and what I feel comfortable with and what I enjoy doing. Um, so it's kind of a synthesis of both of those needs on both the artist side and the client side to be able to connect people that are looking for the exact specifications, I guess, of this artist and the artist wanting that clientele that is their ideal clientele approaching them. Wow. Okay. Okay. We're going to talk way more about this because I have yeah. lots of questions. I have tons <laughs> of questions. So, okay. But before that, we don't have to go back to birth. 
Okay. And we can go a little bit ahead. But like, was IT always in your world? Not at all. Okay, see, most people it's not. It's funny. It's funny how it happened. Um, So I'll I'll try to, you know, give the abbreviated version. Um, So essentially, I went to NYU for nonprofit management. So that sounds awful. (laughs) It's it's like a little bit, it feels like in different realms, but I can connect them like this, where, um, you know, I want to save the world and cure hunger. It's going to be great. Um, (laughs) But um, I know I always want to do something that was very mission driven. You know, I want to do something. Oh, I work for you. Right? So, um, you know, I work for the Clinton Foundation. I work for a number of, I work for some abroad. I worked um, in Spain as well. So, you know, I had a, a little bit of um, experience of course graduating. What, where the disjunct was, was my personality type is very, let's go, ambitious. Let's turn, like, oh. turn it on its head. You know, like, you know what I mean? like, like, let's make some impact and change. Like, you know what I mean? And that pace does not really follow the pace of like a large organization. <laughs> right. Right. Um, you may be my sister from another mother. Hey. I love that. <laughs> I, love that. I feel it. Um, but it's, so essentially I kind of was trying to leave that world and um, I ended up uh, one of the first employees at a startup incubator that moved international companies and integrated into the U.S. market. Oh, that international experience. And I think they could just see this sort of drive or in the startup world, we like to use like hungry a lot. If you're really hungry. Um, Passionate. I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they saw that they sort of took a chance on me and immediately as in the startup world from a young age, I think I was 22 at the time um, and have just been in very, very early stage startups since. So, you know, was the first, I've worked under a founder directly, like the first employee, usually the only employee for my last four positions, um, have gone through accelerator programs, have done the whole funding song and dance. Have, I now mentor actually, um, for two different accelerators. Um, and I also teach entrepreneurship to young girls. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. So, but how did you get into IT then? So within all these different startups, it was always sort of technology, a technology basis. Are you a developer? I'm not a developer. Okay. All right. So, right. So, um, I guess I'm not traditionally your tech person now. Um, well, yes, you are. You know what I mean? Right. So like, like, um, I actually spoke to someone that was studying, uh, technology management the other day now kind of, I know, (laughs) but like when, how you think about innovation and, um, I mean, sort of what I've been doing for the past three years, um, at an app development firm is talking to people about the possibilities of technology within their firm. So, you know, I can speak a little bit about why you would use different languages. I can, uh, vet third party, that you would integrate into your technology. Um, I, I mean, I can get by pretty well with a first level conversation with a CTO. Um, I mean, once it gets really, really in depth, that's when I hand it off to the, the professionals. But, you know, what I really, I guess, strategically speaking, I'm good at is sort of constructing, if someone has a vision, constructing what that would look like in the rollout, you know what I mean? And making that sort of um, executionable um, and definitely from a technology standpoint. That's cool. That's cool. Nobody, lots of people have a hard time seeing the big picture. It's hard. It's hard because, and I, um, 
I've been hired by a lot of founders because I, I think I do have that skill to be able to translate vision into reality. Um, and that's not a skill that founders necessarily have because it makes sense, right? As a founder, you should have that far reaching vision and you right. should be towards that. And you're who people rally behind, you know, and you have the mission, you're central. Um, and that central force usually kind of lives in this like nice ethereal world that doesn't necessarily mean, all right, what are the day-to-day operations look like? Um, I think I have had a synthesis a bit of those two things now working for so many founders. Um, so now working on my own project, it's really great because I feel like it was just kind of like another day at the office. Like, none of it was, you know what I mean? I was like, I've done this for founders before. I've done this for many founders before. Literally, I've walked in with no website and just like an Excel sheet of potential clients. <laughs> I mean, nothing, you know? And I'm like, okay. Um, I mean, I have like babysat for founders in their apartment as they go on investor meetings. Like, you know what I mean? Like really ground up, we're talking. Like, so, yeah, exactly. You really get to know people. Yeah. <laughs> but so doing it for myself, it was just kind of like, yeah, this feels about right. That's about right. <laughs> so, okay. So you work for these founders and then, um, how did this all transform into now that uh, it's called tatted, 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 like tatted. I'm tatted up. You're tatted up. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. T-A-T-T-D. Do you without the E? We don't really do vowels in the startup world, you know? Yeah. No. So, <laughs> so how'd you go from that to doing your own thing? Like, how did that just, like, how did you think of this? So here's a funny story. Um, I, this is, like, I'm a bad founder. I thought about this years and years, like five, six years ago. And I kept on waiting for someone else to do it. Cause oh. I was like, I don't know if I want to be a founder, man. Like I've seen it. I've seen it from the very beginning. I've seen it every day of my life. And I just like, it's hard. It's a lot. It is. <laughs> so, like, I don't know if I want to sign up for this. I'm going to wait and see if someone else does this. Cause I want this app for myself. Um, and I kept on waiting and no one did it. And no one did it. And no one did it. And five years later, which was about a year ago, I was like, all right, it's about time. I guess I'm going to step up to the plate here. Um, you know, and at this point, I had gotten really familiar not only with the startup space um, and sort of like launching startups and sort of the biz dev side, but also in the technical side too. So then I felt really comfortable being like, okay, I could interview and, and vet a developer. You know, I could, I could manage a development. Oh, yeah. So stuff like that, right? So um, once I had almost like all the pieces of the puzzle, if you will, together from my previous experience, um, it just kind of all made sense, you know, it all kind of came together all at the same time. And it started really quickly as far as like, I technically incorporated um, less than a year ago. I did strategy for about six months and I've technically been in operation for about six months and we're launching in one month, which is like in the startup world, kind of like a hyper speed level to be able to get a product to market. So um, you haven't launched the market. You haven't launched to market yet. September 12th. Put on your calendar. September 12th. We are live. Wow. September 12th. All right. Yes. Yeah. Because it said it was founded in 2020. So yeah, you're like really on a fast track here. We're on a super fast track just because I, you know, have had, you know, the better part of a decade of experience in the startup industry. So doing this, I just had to tap people on the shoulder that I've worked with before, that I just know well from, like it's a small little community. Um, so if I need advice, if I need, um, even like some of the people that work for me, I've been working with from past jobs. Um, so it was such a quick thing to get together. Okay. Holy moly. Okay, that is fast. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. 
Okay, so you're launching now. Now we're into the web, or we're into the mobile application. So I download it on my phone, and what do I get? You get um, the ability to search by artist, studio, or just ink if you just want to like look at some inspo. You can filter that search. It almost looks like a kayak. I always compare it to kayak because people kind of get that. Um, uh, you can search by location, price, uh, tattoo artist style, right? The style of the actual art, as well as keyword, right? So if you're one of those people that I'm getting a flower tattoo and I want to see this artist that has a flower in their portfolio, like not just a style, um, then you can also search by tattoo keyword. And you'll be able to view all of your results. You can contact the artist or studio in the app. You can save um, inspirational photos to your profile. You can create little mood boards, right? So a lot of the times whenever you're... Oh, so I can create a profile for myself. Yeah. And then I can say, I want these tattoos. Yes. And then you can search and like, you can send the artist your mood board directly. Oh. Usually as you're having conversation with an artist to kind of like hone in on the idea so that they can give you a quote and they understand what you want. You usually send them like a plethora of different images, either from their portfolio or from like what you found and said, okay, I kind of want stuff like this, you know, as you're communicating your idea. So we also have that functionality. Okay. So what if you're, um, okay. Anybody listening to this, Laura has some tattoos, just, <laughs> just so you know, in case you're, you're listening. Um, so, okay. Let's say you're a virgin to all of this. Yes. Okay. What would be like the first important thing to do with your app? Like if you download it, like let's use me. Mm -hmm. So I go and download the app. Yes. And I'm a virgin to all, to tattooing. Yes. So the first thing I would do is explore the styles. That's probably the part that is the biggest learning curve, if you will, for um, you know people that aren't heavily tattooed. Uh, so it, within the app, as you kind of choose the style that you're looking at, there's kind of little thumbnails to let you know, to give you like a quick taste of what that style is. I would look through the inspirational photos of each style and get a sense of like, what is it, what does neorealism mean? You know, like what does a watercolor tattoo look like? If I'm looking at um, dot work, or line work, um, or trash polka is a style. Like there's there's all kinds of different styles. Trash yes. polka. Trash polka. <laughs> really interesting. It's so interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Metric is really cool, and um, I mean people just do really really amazing work. You know, like I so actually if I like and I won't go way back, but before I decided to do nonprofit management, like back in when I was like young and um, I wanted to study art history. So I like when I was a kid, I volunteered in art museums and all of my like electives all through NYU, all of them were in art history. Um, so I mean, like art is something that's uh, like close to my heart, something that I really feel passionate about. And I think one thing that people overlook a bit about tattooing, which I guess if you're not within the culture, tattooing is an art. And these artists really, really, really care about their art. It's the same as if you're a painter. It really is. And a lot of them are also painters or illustrators or come from that world, you know? So it's not just people that, you know, want to give your sorority sister a tramp stamp, you know, it's not, you know, that's not really the core of tattooing. That's, that's like on the peripheral and I'm sure that exists and that's fine. <laughs> you know, oh, it's just like, you know, the mom hearts on people that ride Harleys. That's not actually what the, the 
like bulk of the industry is. You know, these are people that actually care about their art and care about the history of tattooing and um, what tattooing means to them and really it connects to their identity a lot, you know? So there's actually a lot of meaningfulness within tattooing. Really? Absolutely, absolutely. I have a huge community actually now of what we call tattoo collectors. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like the, the user side that like knows everything about tattooing and knows everything about the community and goes to the events and all that. So we have tattoo collectors and tattoo artists um, that we're kind of like building this community around. And uh, we did some interviews with them just to, you know, create some content and to get to know the people that are behind Tatted. And one of the questions we asked them is, what does tattooing mean to you? And we got such in-depth answers. We got such special answers from people and it's again like not things that are surface level like one person was talking about um the fact that she deals with chronic pain and she was like tattooing allows me to control how pain like what pain means to my body for example you know like there, there's really significant things like it really has to do with people's identities and the way they express themselves um so you know it's a, it's a lot more than i think what some people might think wow no didn't think of it like that yeah, anybody I've ever seen with a tramp stamp, I thought mm, that was a spring break <laughs> mistake on your part. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Wait till you're 50 and that shit sags like nobody's business. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if these artists are very particular, then they must help. Do they help guide? Like, so does the app, when there's me and I put together a profile and I, I say I'm a virgin uh, to tattooing and this is what I'm thinking and here's my mood board. Can, can the tattoo artist see that? Yeah, so actually right now you can only see the tattoo artist profile. It is very um, user focused, if you will. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of what comes about is in that first dialogue. So what I don't see a vision for of recreating with technology is the fostering of that relationship, which is really important, right? I think that has to be per person, per artist, per user, whatever that is. Um, so usually that does create, like I will give them the first level of being able to connect and being able to like chat and video chat and share mood boards, et cetera. Um, but the way that they get to know each other and come to an agreement and, you know, because if you're getting tattooed by someone, usually wait until you find someone that you sync well with that you have a good energy or you at least are able to create like a little bit of a repertoire with. Oh, this you know? isn't something you just call in and be like, Hey, I want a tattoo today. And then you just go in. No, no. no. Okay. I mean, not if you were getting something like really significant. Too. Oh, that would have been me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that exists. And some people are like, sure. Some people take that work. Like, the, like, again, like tatted is not for the people that want to just go and get like a quick $2 tattoo and doesn't care who does it. You know, um, but there's a lot of people out there. There's over 137 million Americans that are tattooed, you know, um, and the bulk of the ones that I know personally are the people that really care, that really vet the artists that, um, you know, are going to take like a long process in order to indicate who your artist is going to be. Oh, so th this is like a serious process. Oh, yeah. so, so how many, how, how did you get the content for your website because you have to have the artists that want to participate, correct? Yes. Uh, so we have a database of a couple thousand artists right now. How'd you do that? Um, we did a huge, huge data, I guess, mining project 
where we went all over Instagram and all over Yelp and just every, what essentially everyone has to do themselves. We're doing it for you. You know what I mean? Um, right. Finding all these artists and doing a lot of outreach to them um, in order to get them on the platform. And we have a lot already. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, honestly, it's free for both. It's free for users and it's free for artists. So there's really no downside here, you know? And I think artists are seeing, cause let's say like right now, artists are most chiefly found on Instagram, right? And Instagram is a little bit of a popularity contest, you know? So there's not necessarily a thoroughly merit-based process um, to finding your tattoo artist, you know? So I think a lot of them are attracted to the idea that they don't have to sit there and, you know, look up the best hashtags and like, you know, look up Instagram marketing strategies in order to be good at what they're doing. Like they're artists. They're not trying to be business people, you know? But they're kind of thrown into this world where you're a freelancer, so you have to have a a business-minded aspect and what I want to do is alleviate that, that worry or that, that gap for artists to be able to be successful because they, they don't work like that. Their brain doesn't work like that, you know? Right. Huh. So how many people do you have on your platform now? Do you know? Um, so I have a thousand on the wait list. Oh, um, sorry. Look, somebody's connecting. It's not me. There, <laughs> there they go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you have a thousand artists on the wait list. I have a thousand users on the wait list. You have a thousand users on the wait list. How, oh yeah. I see this. It says join wait list. Yeah. So I have about a thousand users on the wait list. This has only been two months of activities. So I've gotten that in two months. I think we're probably going to, by the time we launch, have at least 1,500, if not more on the wait list to download the app, which is great. Um, we've been doing a ton of social media marketing, um, a ton of really grassroots stuff, you know, with our ambassador program, um, a little bit of influencer marketing, um, some email marketing. So we're, we're really trying to get the word out and have a really strong base as we launch. Wow. And you're based out of New York. Yes. I'm here in Brooklyn. You're in Brooklyn. Okay. So you can join the wait list. And then what does that do? That just gives you the insight on when it's going to be launched. Exactly. So the minute it launches, you'll go and get the links. It'll be an email right in your inbox, midnight on the 12th, whatever. Um, so you'll be the first to know. Okay. So how many artists do you have in your database? Currently I have, well, so right now we're doing a vetting process. <clears throat> I have 2000 now. And that number might grow to, I'm guessing, about three. Because what we're doing is we're going through and I'm having people from my team that have been very well educated on what constitutes like a tattoo artist that we want on the platform. Um, And kind of like going through literally manually each profile. Oh, so, okay. So you find these artists and then you start communicating with them and then they have to pass some... Rigorous, Laura. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just to sort of ensure that we have people that are genuinely tattoo artists, not people that just like, um, I don't know, they're friends of tattoo artists and then they did a stick and pull one time at a party and like, you know what I mean? Like claim to be a tattoo artist or something. You know? Oh, so you, um, you check to make sure they, they, they ain't fakes. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So then do you have like... Um, an assessment or something that you follow? Um, we have, it's more of a process of like, because an assessment would be hard because I don't necessarily want to hold someone to like strict metrics. 
Um, so it's a little bit more qualitative, honestly. So giving examples of like, all right, here's the ideal profile. Um, and here's someone that obviously we're not taking, you know what I mean? Um, and having them compare what they're saying to that. Uh, and then if there's any gray area, I personally review and I have thousands that I need to know actually. Uh, <laughs> profiles that we're unsure about uh, to see if we're going to have them on the platform. Okay. Okay. So you're going to have close to, you know, three, th 3,000 probably Art artists on your platform and then you're going to have your, your wait list. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So once this launches, very exciting. Um, once this launches, um, I go on, I create my profile. What happens in your opinion, if there's nothing, what if there happens there's no artist around me that's good? Do I just like throw in the towel because there's nothing and I'm just like, eh, I'll just go do this. Um, so that's why I, with those few thousand artists, um, I'm only launching in 12 cities. Okay. That's what I was trying to get at. Okay. So you're, so you're specifically launching only in a few cities. Okay. Can you yes. tell us where? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's New York, LA, San Diego, San Francisco, Chicago, Portland, uh, Houston, Austin, Miami, Honolulu, actually, Holy uh, shit. Uh, Denver, and one more. Oh, I'm going to, uh, something's going to kill me. What is it? And one additional. Okay, one additional. <laughs> you got close. You got 11. That was pretty good. I essentially did all this research on what are the top tattooed cities in America. You know what I mean? Um, so those are the top 12 tattooed cities in America. I'm really on Atlanta really soon. Everyone is like freaking out about Atlanta. Like I have so many followers from Atlanta and I'm, I'm going to be very sad to tell them that I can't use it. But, but the reason I did that is because my worst nightmare, when I told my developers this, I told everyone this, I was like, my worst nightmare is that there is a, um, you know, filtering key algorithm that shows up no results. Like no one should ever see no results. People should be able to look at any style under any price range and see something there, right? Like we need that many artists. So I wanted to start really strong in those cities and serve those cities well, right? Um, and then sort of as we gain momentum, then I can roll out, okay, we're in Atlanta now. All right, we're in Dallas now. Like, you know, oh, Las Vegas is the last one. Um, there you go. It came to you. Thank God. <laughs> Sorry, Vegas. Um, but yeah, so that is kind of what, I, what I'm trying to foster here, you know, and have that strength of the artist database in each city so that, you know, if someone's on the app, they know that they can find their perfect artist there. Um, yeah, you named some pretty big cities there. I could see where those would be probably the high tattooed industry in those cities. Mm -hmm. Especially Vegas, now that you said that. Yeah. Um, go get married by Elvis. Go get a tattoo. I mean, exactly. yeah, <laughs> I could see it all now. I'm envisioning it. So um, I'm based in Edna, Ohio, which is outside of Columbus, Ohio. So, of course, Columbus is not on your list because, hell no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Do we even fall in the top 100 
Probably I not. See it in any of the research I did. Yeah. See, probably not. I we're probably in like five hundredth percentile. <laughs> Maybe so. I mean, yeah. eventually I'll be able to if I get because you'll be able to um, sign up on the waitlist as an artist. Let's say if you're an artist in Columbus. And you're like, I want to be on Tata whenever it launches in my city. So there'll also be a mechanism to do that. Oh, that's good. Right. So you will be able to sign up and sort of be on the wait list for that city, which is going to kind of dictate how I'm going to roll those cities out. So eventually, oh, so... Wide, then we can just have a, a GPS location. Oh, there you go. Instead of having to type in, oh, I'm in this zip code or whatever. Exactly. Okay. So here's the big question. This is free. Mm-hmm. How do you make any money? So the same way that Instagram does. I'm just I have no idea. I'm horrible at Instagram. <laughs> no worries. Um, it's just going to be in-app advertisement. Laura, when you're middle-aged and you only know how to work <laughs> Facebook and LinkedIn because someone taught you, that's about it for me, girl. <laughs> Got it. Got it. My MySpace does, no? <laughs> I had a MySpace account. Um, yeah. I mentioned that somebody, some, to a younger individual, and they were like, MySpace, what the hell was that? And I was like, it was the first Facebook. <laughs> it was. I had one. I had one. So, yeah. Hi, how does that work? How do you do this? I'm going to have in-app advertisements. So, in, if you're a scrolling artist, every now and then you're going to see a quick little app. Um, now right now there is plugins via third parties to do that, that it's all automated on my end and the user just sees an ad that is most relevant to them. So that's cool. Eventually I do want to create partnerships that I think the ads are most relevant to my community. So the tattooing community think about it, it's probably like, you know, uh, alcohol brands and tattoo like care brands and things like that. Right. Cigarettes. Um, yeah, probably tobacco products, you know, yeah. like products, stuff like that. Um, you do have to be above 18 to be on the platform. <laughs> um, so, Well, in some, you could do um, marijuana because it's legal. That's true. Absolutely. That's yeah. True. Yeah, actually. You should write that down. That was my point. <laughs> <laughs> that was my one, my one, uh, I love it. No positive I brought to the day. You should get marijuana ads. <laughs> I love it. That's a great idea, actually. <laughs> so you get these ads. And so right now it pertains to the person who's logged in, who's created that profile. But eventually you want it around. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I mean, right? Right. Exactly. So we're going to start with that. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that I can monetize in the future. Um, so... Uh, if you want to like, you know, pay one ninety nine a month to not see ads, right? So let's say you're an artist, you're in that app every day, you're tired of it, you know? Oh, um, yeah. Or uh, eventually in the future, I want to be able to, within the chat, have the ability to um, do a deposit via the app. Because typically artists take deposits via Venmo or something, and then it's all cash after that. Um, so like oh, to be cash? able Cash? Why cash? You know, the industry is a little bit on the outskirts. It's still a little bit of a counterculture. So these are kind of like freelancers and they're like cash only. Um, really? These are, I have to take all these notes now that I'm going to have to go to one of these places and go get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually they will accept the deposit, you know, like Venmo or Cash App or something. Because these are like, even if they're under a shop, they kind of work individually. You know, so like you're- So they're 1099s. They're independent freelancers. All of them. Okay. 
All right. Um, so, uh, you know, but usually you accept the deposit um, via an app. So I kind of want to have that within the app eventually. Like, might take a small, you know, commission on that um, on the artist side. So there's small ways that definitely in the future I'll, I'll have multiple monetization methods. They're all up here. Um, but the very first thing I'm going to do is build a community, get it really strong, get the app really strong, get a lot of user analytics, iterate on the app, you know, make sure everything's perfect. And then I can think about making a ton of money. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Okay, well, that's good. Well, yeah, you got to think, think future, girl. Got to think future. <laughs> so um, with COVID, is the people that are helping you, I'm assuming you're all just kind of working from home or whatever. No, we're um, kind of everywhere, funnily enough. You're, you're everywhere? Where are your people? My people are um, in Philly. I have some people. I have some people in New York. Um, I have some people in LA. I have some people in Serbia. Um, I have kind of all over. Yeah. I've worked with a lot of teams over in India. I've learned time zones, like nobody's bitch, man. It's been <laughs> horrible. Um, <laughs> whew, yeah, yes. yeah. I can see that. Um, okay. So your team, so how are you going to celebrate? I mean, this is like a big deal. How are you going to celebrate? I know. I am so sad that COVID is happening during my launch. Um, I mean, it's, it's been helpful in some ways to where I've had a lot of time, you know, to sit at home and work, which I really needed. Um, I essentially work all day, every day. But, uh, but I really wanted it kind of a huge blowout thing. However, um, we're going to make it awesome. Um, it'll be all digital. Uh, essentially we're going to have, um, an interview. There's a really, really cool art, um, not artist. Uh, she's a collector, I guess. Um, and she does, uh, a program called ink therapy where she interviews people and she interviews uh, a lot of tattoo artists. And cause a lot of people find it therapeutic. People say that a lot about tattooing. Um, and she's super into the culture and she also has a, um, uh, Instagram that is called dark skin tattoo tips. Uh, her name is Malka X. Uh, but it's tip, tips to tattoo artists to make them able to tattoo on darker skin better, since that's a problem in the industry. Oh, well, wow, really? Yeah, a lot of people don't know how to tattoo on darker skin. Huh. Or, or, or sometimes even refuse to, which is really unfortunate. There's a lot of disparities in the tattoo industry as far as underrepresented groups. Um, you know, a lot of discrimination towards that. Uh, so there's also sort of this underlying current within tatted is not only is this technology going to be really innovative, but my platform and my voice and my community and all of our marketing initiatives absolutely uphold um, the value of, uh, you know, inclusion and diversity. And if you, if you look on my Instagram, you'll see, you know, all of our, our whole team and everything that we're promoting and all the content we're promoting. And we're doing a lot of discussions around um, what it's like to be a woman or a person of color or, um, someone with a different sexual orientation or expression or a different body type within the industry. Um, so a lot of, you know, what the community I'm building are those people and are people with a voice towards that as well. How many women you think you have artist wise? On the, oh, I would have to do analytics. I don't know that uh, yet. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I was just curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that it's diverse and that you're trying to make a community that can have its own voice. Yeah. And it's funny. So whenever I first started, because I, you know, my background is really the tech world and a lot of what I've been doing over the past, you know, year plus 
is really learning the tattooing industry. Like I get the tech side. So for me, building, actually building the app and knowing how to build the app is the easiest part. Figuring out this community and how they're going to respond and what they need, that's been the biggest learning curve for me personally. Um, as I, and, and you know, the, the value of diversity and inclusion is always, was always going to be a part of tattoo just because of my own values and it was always going to be mirrored in that and that's fine. Um, however, as I connect with these people, and I think I was saying I was doing interviews with some people in our community, um, they were so responsive to us being a voice for that to the point where we got people reaching out to us and saying, thank you for what you're doing. I want to work for you. I've had people actually reach out to me and want to work for me for free um, because they're a person of color in the tattooing community. And they were like, what you're doing is amazing. We need this voice. Um, I didn't realize how necessary that was because tattooing is kind of a counterculture. So you would think it would kind of fall outside the typical like white male dominated paradigm. Right. <laughs> Come to say it does not. And so um, I'm having people that are queer reach out and say, I feel uncomfortable walking in tattoo parlors. Like, thank you for what you're doing. I want to be on board. But like, how can I help? Like, you know, do you, do you need an intern? Like, what do you need? <laughs> um, wow. I, I honestly tapped in to this need without knowing that I was doing it. Um, from there, a lot of my focus and mission and kind of the, imp as I saw the impact, um, kind of changed, right? So I'm really excited about the technology impact, but at this point in my, I guess, journey as a founder, I'm a lot more excited about the impact that I'm going to make on, on the underrepresented groups within the community. Um, like I had no idea people were so thirsty for that voice, honestly. Um, so now there's a lot of directive towards that and I'm doing a lot of partnerships to that end. That's really cool. I had no idea. I didn't either, to be honest. Like I, you know, I knew I wanted like everything to be diverse. I knew I wanted my ambassador program and my employees and everything to be super diverse and, um, you know, absolutely a hundred percent uphold anyone that is a person of color or a woman or trans or anything. Right. right. Um, I had no idea people were going to come to me and want to like literally have really personal conversations with me about their, um, experiences and about their negative experiences and about how tattooing means so much to them, but it's sort of, you know, I don't know, made lesser by the amount of discrimination they've um, had in the community, which is really sad to me. Um, so having those conversations with people, I mean, they got really emotional with me <laughs> occasionally um, about what it means to them and what this voice means to them. So, and the thing is like with tattooing, there's no HR department. There's no central force, right? You know, there's no one to really police this happening, you know? Um, it's all just so disjunct, I guess. So having a force that can be somewhat central, you know what I mean? Or somewhat umbrella-like within the community, I guess have, has never really happened. I think it, yeah, I mean, but for me, and probably for you too, somebody who's all tatted up is just a normal person. To me. Like, I don't think any, I don't know. I don't, it's like somebody who's got a bunch of ring, earrings in their face and whatnot, you know? their that's their choice like I guess that's how they express themselves is how I look at it no is that wouldn't you say people who get a tattoo I mean they're expressing their love for something correct absolutely I mean it's like if you ask people about the stories behind their tattoos like people that actually care right not not the tramp stamp ones. that's the tramp stamp not the one. that was a drunken night <laughs> It does have a story. It's not a good one. <laughs> I'm telling you, right? Um, exactly. Precisely. Uh, all of them have a really meaningful 
stories behind them, right? So it is a method of self-expression and it is the same as if someone is super into fashion and what they wear on their body. You know what I mean? It is just a realization of their self-expression of something, a way that they identify and they identify it through this um, method, right? Through this medium. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Um, gosh, I just didn't think about the diversity within their, within would, that particular community. I was heartbroken to hear how um, people had the experiences that people had, you know, um, and I didn't know that I was going to serve that voice. You know what I mean? I didn't know I was serving the community in that way. And then the minute that I sort of tapped into this need, then all the energy went there. You know, so um, I'm super excited about the launch, but I'm super excited about the conversations that we're having. Um, I mean, if, if you sort of look on our Instagram um, and all the social media and all of our sort of anything um, online, all of our online presence, it will be conversations around that and it will be super diverse. Um, and okay, I mean, well, now you've got to tell everybody your Instagram. Oh, yeah, it's uh, tatted, T A T T D underscore app. Okay, underscore app. Okay, everybody got that T-A-T-T-D underscore app. Exactly. We're doing panels. We're doing interviews. Um, we're doing Instagram lives. We're promoting all of the content um, that people are, like Like I said, like, uh, you know, we're working with the woman that is doing dark skin tattoo tips about how to educate artists to tattoo dark skin, things like that. Um, so we're really, really trying to push towards, towards that community. Okay, and the website, which I couldn't find for the life of me, but um, I had some help, T-A-T-T-D dot C-O, right? That's right. dot C-O. And you can go and join the wait list, but none of you people listening in Columbus, you're shit out of luck. Soon. Maybe if you go on vacation in Miami or something, because it gets cold up in these parts. So we like to go down south. So, but then there's a contact us, I see. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is like wanting to find out more from you, then they would fill this part out on the website? Yeah, exactly. Just fill out that contact form. Um, it goes straight to me. So I'll... It'll be, you know, I'll so answer. Great to me. <laughs> so you're straight to the top. Um, or you can email info at tatted.co. Oh, well. okay. I see that too over here. Okay. So if anybody wants to reach out to you to volunteer their time. Hmm, yes. And they have. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and or wants to learn more about how to get involved, right? That they could go either route. And then if you want to be part of the website or the mobile you go to this join the wait list. That's right. And then, like I said, if you're in Columbus, you're shit out of luck. Or Michigan. I didn't hear any Michigan. Not yet. No Michigan, no, no Ohio. Um, listen, all you farm states like Iowa, <laughs> there's no way in hell that's coming to you. <laughs> no. In 2020, maybe 2021, right? Yeah, definitely 2021. Nebraska, you might as well just keep. That's a no. South Dakota, where is that? Yeah. North Dakota, Minnesota, you guys are screwed for the time being. So, um, go get those drunken tramp stamps. Right, <laughs> that's the way to do it. So, all right. Well, you're a busy lady, and I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I had so much fun talking to you. I'm so impressed. I'm like, so it's September 12th. Will it be in the app stores? It will, both Android and iOS. Okay, so I could just go download it, and then when I'm at Vegas, like, 
like living up my life that I live with two kids and a dog and a husband and trapped in my house. Get tatted. I'll go get tatted. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's it. That is fantastic. Well, I hope your launch goes wonderful. I will pray to the tatted gods that it's successful and that you eventually make it here to the Midwest for an old Columbus, Ohio. And uh, fantastic. And when I come out to New York, we got to hook it up and go out for drinks. Oh, we so well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just no. make a trip out there for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> we got nothing going on right now. So. All right. Well, I thank you so much. And good luck on the 12th. And I'll keep my fingers crossed. Everything goes well for you. Thank you so much. Thanks for being on. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. We will see you next time. And feel free to drop us a line at getwitit.org.